moment that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or on Stitcher or on iTunes or uh, Spotify, whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us, the music of CM Punk bringing us in. We've done an old time Facebook, Who Do You Want To Hear? And it was CM Punk who knocked out uh, Chris Jericho with a uh, a nice move. Well, she... Yes. Because it was Jericho was in front. He definitely had the momentum. Very good, eh, Tony? Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I was a bit bored today, so put another poll up. Best in the world versus best in the world. And you got Stitcher right this time. Yes, not, I've learned from last week. Not Switcher and Stitched Up and Sander. and all, You've called it everything. I have, but now we're right. Now that there's been legal uh, letters come my way in regards to the pronunciation of it. Uh, Lyle, good day. Hey, how you going, mate? You doing oh, well? Excellent. Yeah, we're excellent. Thank yeah, you. Brought in, the, brought in the run sheets? Uh, yeah, digitally. Um, oh, you forgot well, the run sheets? it's 2019. But uh, it's good to see Jericho lose the pole, also losing the AEW world title earlier last week. So You did too. We'll talk yeah, about that in the second half. I forgot to put that on the run sheet. That's yeah, right. Well, it is. I put it in there now. <laughs> trying to get my joke over. Great uh, <laughs> show last week, boys. The interview with Greg the Hammer Valentine. Loved listening to that again. He was just great. You didn't listen to it again. I didn't. I yeah. thought it was just so <laughs> people think I did. I, I'm not sure he listened to it while we were doing it. No, he left the room twice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, talking to someone who you grew up watching. Yeah. I mean, from WrestleMania 1, like 1985, when I was a little, little boy, watching these larger-than-life characters on TV, to have the opportunity to speak to him was uh, quite surreal. Yeah, it certainly was. Extremely. He's good. He's still getting out there. You know, did the StarCast uh, convention and stuff like that. And he's still on still, the road a lot. So. Still got the mullet. Yeah, still got the mullet. And you know, got a good figure four. Yeah, the best. He'll the tell best. you that. <laughs> and we had Slex. And, and we had Slex as well. I want to get Slex back. We only had 10 minutes with him. We need, yeah, I think we need we, some more Slex. We, we definitely Who's only... Um, oh, I have no idea. We definitely decline that. Yeah. Tony. Classic Tony. Um, <laughs> you're the producer, Tony. You should know better. Oh, he's the editor. Oh, um, it's my mum. Yeah, it's my mum. You better ring. Her. You, you better ring her back. I'll bring her back. Later. You edit this out or no, just leave, leave it in. in. No, no, leave we'll it in. <laughs> People are used to you now, Tony. It's live recording. Yeah. Right so there. yeah, Slex was great. Obviously, we spoke to him before the big match at MCW, but um, I feel uh, we only scratch the surface. Yeah, we it's our own we'll, standalone episode in the future. Catch up with him again, I'm sure. There's a lady sitting right across the front of me who is looking at us thinking, what the hell are these guys on? She's never seen anything more weirder than our intro for the last three or four minutes. She is an author of romantic novels. She is a blogger. And she is also a big fan of wrestling. Only has been, though, for the last nine or so months. <laughs> Jodie McAllister. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. I will be your most uninformed guest ever. Well, you can match the uninformed host that um, threw to you. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, Jody, welcome along. And we, we invite you along because we all get a giggle out of watching your tweets at the end of an MCW show. It makes me really happy that people enjoy my bad opinions. 
Well, they're not in bad opinions. They're informed opinion of a... <laughs> informed a in super, massive scare a super quotes. Fan. But what I love about it is the questions all make me think deeper about the storylines and how ridiculous this genre that we all love actually <laughs> is to someone who is coming at it with fresh eyes. And it's, yeah, I, I get home from the shows and probably get into bed and read the tweet straight away and, and have a giggle. It's good fun. It is wild to me that I've got like a little cult following for knowing nothing. Like that's bananas. It's been my me. life. Well, I mean, wrestling fans um, like to think they know more than everybody else. And I mean, look at us doing a podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the start. How did you get involved in wrestling? What was the, the primary factor of you going to watch your very, very first show? So even though the first show I went to was MCW Endgame last year. Oh, what a great, great show. show. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was a great intro. I mean, it got me to come back. Um, my relationship with wrestling actually started quite a lot earlier, but it, it didn't really kick off until this year, I guess. So when I was doing my PhD, which was oh, earlier in this decade, sort of 2012, 2013-ish. It was after mine. Yeah. Of course. Um, and I was also writing my first novel at the time. And here is some advice. Do not try and do a PhD and write a novel at the same time. So I... Oh, well, I definitely won't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. There's an advice to all people considering postgraduate study and or novel writing everywhere. Um, I was obviously working a lot on account of those things. And so I was pretty stressed and one night, my I think it was near Christmas, my sister and I had gone back to my parents' place for Christmas. It was two days before Christmas. We were drunk on my parents' nice wine. And it was late at night. We were flipping through TV channels. And there was some, like, one-hour cut of WWE. And we were like, what is this? Am I allowed to swear? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, what, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck is going on? It was uh, a little cult called the Nexus. Where... If, that's what you oh, actually yeah. Really, yeah. if that's what you actually really said, then oh, that's yeah. what you Oh, yeah, I've got to be authentic yeah. to the experience. Correct. The Nexus the with Nexus. CM Punk. No, CM it Punk. was before him. It was when it was the British guy who was like oh, 12 bad, feet bad tall. Bad News Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. Wade Barrett. And it was just kind of wild to me. There was a cult of people going around <laughs> punching everyone. And we were pretty drunk, so it was very entertaining. And so I realised that this was on, like, at, I don't know, 11 every Thursday night. And it used to be one hour I would take out of my week when I wasn't uh, researching or writing my doctorate or writing my novel. It was like, it's so late at night. I can't think of anything. I'm going to occasionally watch these people punch each other. I have no idea what happened in the storyline, though I do know who CM Punk is as a result of this because he came in and took over my favourite cult at that time. So you voted for his music today? Um, yes, I because I don't know who Chris Jericho is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I do, because he got his, his belt stolen, didn't he? he? Did. That, a little bit of bubbly. That's all. A little bit of bubbly. Bubbly. I've known who he is. all over the internet. For three days. Yeah. <laughs> and so I know who the Shield are. But so I, I didn't know that it was an independent thing until a little bit later I was working as a theatre critic. I was doing a lot of things during my PhD. It's very hard to survive. Uh, and I saw a play in Sydney and they had this role that they would rotate uh, men with large muscles through. And he didn't have to say anything and he just kind of stood there and he looked very ominous. I wish I could remember what the play was called. Uh, but in the foyer afterwards, it was an opening night. Uh, so people were chatting to everyone and I started chatting to this actor. And I was like, so he was like, oh, I'm not an actor normally. I'm a wrestler. And I was like, what? 
what? And it revealed to me that there was a whole independent scene. And I must have looked quite crazy because I asked him about 57 questions. He was probably backing away slowly from me. Uh, but I became aware that independent wrestling was a thing. And then I was doing a PhD and writing a novel, so I kind of forgot about it. Then I moved to Tasmania, where as far as I'm aware, there isn't a wrestling There's scene. There's one promotion that runs every six weeks, I think. Yeah. Well, it, it did not cross my consciousness. No, it's hard to find. When I was working at the University of Tasmania. Then I moved to Melbourne at the beginning of 2018. And uh, I became pals with a friend of mine, Katie, who I've known for a long time on the internet. We actually grew up in the same town, but uh, managed to never meet each other. And uh, I, the subject of wrestling came up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to watch that during my PhD. It was wild. And she was like, you know, it's on in Thornbury. And I was like, what? What? Can we go? And she was like, of course we can go. And the rest is history. I got addicted. I, wow. One of the areas I study is soap opera. And there are a lot of similarities. Sorry if that sounds a bit like a burn, but I don't intend that to be a burn because I really love soap opera. We're well aware. So it's always been called There's male, no male yeah. soap opera. Loke yeah. opera, they used to call it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's soap opera with punching. I mean, regular soap opera has punching, but more <laughs> punching. And it makes me really happy. Yeah, it's Neighbours at Thornbury Theatre. Yeah, I think it's more spectacular than Neighbours, actually. Yeah, I think it's more American-style soap. It's more... Days of Our Lives. Yeah, Days of Our Lives. More bo like Bold, bold and the Beautiful. Bold Restless my, my favourite. Is Rich yeah. still on that show? He sure is. He changed... Yeah. So if you want to hear about my expertise in the Bold and the Beautiful, <laughs> uh, I used to write recaps of it, and I wrote so many hundreds of thousands of words on the internet that they invited me to visit the set, and I have met Ridge. And so basically... Original Ridge or New Ridge? I've met both Ridges. Oh, ridges. <laughs> and I prefer New Ridge because he was nicer and he's more handsome. Is there any uh, chance that we could get married? Because my mum would love you. <laughs> I can't ring my... You're I, already married. Oh, that's true too. Good point. Uh, I can't ring my mum between 4.30 and 5. Yeah, no one better contact me between 4.30 no, and 5. because be she trouble. is watching Bold and the Beautiful. It's and really not, good at the she moment. She will not answer the phone. She expects me to answer the phone when doing a podcast. My mum used yeah. to watch it and I'd be getting home from school. And so maybe one out of 20 episodes I'd sit down and watch, but you could follow it. Yeah. See, this is, this is one of the things I think where a lot of crossover between soap opera and wrestling happens for me. Because the common, like, like you just said about soap opera, you can watch one in 20 and you can follow it. But if you don't understand how the family tree works, like... It's very complicated at the it's moment. Like there's well, one guy that's been married to two stepsisters and they've both had kids with him and they've both been married to his brother and one of them slept with his dad. And if you don't understand that backstory, well, I know it's Brooke's, very confusing. Brooke's married every everyone in Ridge's family. Uh, yeah, she does have Forrester family bingo. That story you just explained sounds like the McMahon family. Yeah, or oh, that's the saga of Liam Spencer, Steffi Forrester, Hope Logan, Wyatt Spencer. Oh, there's quite a few people. Vince McMahon, Stephanie Spencer. McMahon, Triple H. It sounds Shane like Vince McMahon. Russo yeah. wrote it. Yeah. But Trish Stratus. Soap opera improves. You get more out of it as a viewer when you understand how how things fit together and the, the history and the storylines that have come before. And as that's does wrestling. Exactly. Uh, that's what I've why I ask so many questions, because I want to work out what happened before. Do not just give us a match for the sake of giving us a match. Uh, you must watch a match based on the fact that you know that there's some sort of, and it might only be a two-minute lead-in as to what's happening, but the, you've got to have some sort of understanding of a, a well, reason for the match. Or well, they can tell the story. In, when we're old, yes, in we're old yes, school, yes. we like a story. Like, but, I mean, a lot of new, new school fans, they... They just care more about the match and they'll go to a spot show. But for me, I love the storyline and the storytelling of wrestling and all my greatest wrestling memories revolve around 
the end of a story, the culmination of a feud. Um, but then you've got stories within matches as well. Yeah. Uh, a good example was at the last Thornbury Theatre show where um, Danny Psycho and Maddie Warburg told a beautiful story about mm. working the leg and yeah. and then Danny having to overcome this injury. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah. The, the, the first time I realised kind of the capacity for storytelling in wrestling was the Iron Man match between Loverboy Lucky Hendricks and Dowie James. And I had no idea who either of them were, no context. But the story they told in that match where Dowie was very heroic and he was down because Loverboy was cheating and then he came back right at the end. I was like, oh shit, yeah, it's a story. Oh my goodness. And I got really emotionally involved. Mm. And then I think in the second half of that show, there was the Inter-Commonwealth match between Slex and Adam Brooks. And again, no context for either of these people in this show. And I was going for Brooksy purely on the basis of his dimples because, like, I had to pick something <laughs> and that was what I went for. But the way Slex used his sunglasses during that match, I was like, how have I become so emotionally involved in this pair of sunglasses? And there was a bit where Brooksy picked them up and snapped them and the whole crowd went like, oh, no, no, you didn't. And it's one of the most powerful, tiny storytelling moments I've ever seen. I was like, if a pair of sunglasses can be this important in a narrative, God, if I could capture that pure distilled narrative magic, all my books would be fucking bestsellers. Like, yeah, it was we incredible. Asked, we asked Lex about the sunglasses last week and he said it didn't get over straight away. It was something that he had to, he was confident that it would. It worked on me immediately. But he had to, um, he had to sort of make sure yeah, that he kept a- doing it every week until... Finally, that's what people wanted to see. Yeah, I mean, it had been built up enough by the time I came along that I was like, no, not his sunglasses. And then when he opened his briefcase at the end and it was full of sunglasses, I was so happy. I laughed. as a romance novelist, Mm. you obviously are very akin to writing happy endings in any of the romance novels. So how do you explain then your thoughts of what happened at the last Formby Theatre show where we had the main event between Slex and also Brooksy get interfered with by Dowie James and there was no happy ending. There was, was no winner. Happy for me. Oh, for you it was. I, I, I love Dowie. Still, I still think Dowie was completely out of line what he said, but we'll talk <laughs> more about that later. But how do you explain that unhappy yeah. ending? Well, A, I should kind of clarify what I write a little bit. So my PhD was on romance fiction. I don't write pure romance fiction. So the dis, the way that we, t- what a romance novel is, is it's got to have two things. It's got to have a central love story and an emotionally satisfying and optimistic ending. And the way they, the reason they use that phrasing instead of just happy ending is because they want to get Gone with the Wind in. There's still lots of arguments about whether Gone with the Wind is a romance novel. Well, what Dowie did um, was definitely not a centrally satisfying and <laughs> optimistic I ending. thought it was pretty emotionally satisfying. <laughs> I loved it. Um, Especially with those jerks yelling suspenders all night. Oh, we'll get into that later. He yeah, was I justified. I didn't understand what word they were shouting for a long time. I was like, Sultanas? What? <laughs> <laughs> one Sultana. Two <laughs> I was very confused. And then I was like, oh, they're making one of his jazz suspenders. I get it. Um, So I actually write young adult fiction. I've written a trilogy of young adult, what's called urban fantasy, which is fantasy set in the real world. They're my murder fairy books, I describe them. Uh, So they're they're serialised in a way that romance novels novels can be serialised, but it's a couple per book. And then you introduce new characters in each book and they're all part of the same shared universe. Arminian vampires, do they appear in your books? Uh, No vampires in my books. Did you say Arminian? Yeah. No, I I said Amish before. Amish, Amish, was it? Sorry. 
before the show started, I was telling everyone about romance fiction oh, and the example oh, I use for how big a genre romance fiction is. There's any kind of thing you want a romance novel about, there exists. Except including, wrestling. There's only There's a two. I found two. And one of them I think is by someone connected with a wrestling family. Um, are the, the Hart family, they're wrestlers, oh, yeah? Oh, yes, they were yeah. the most famous Canadian wrestling family. Yeah. yeah, I haven't read it yet, but I'll report back. So there's have. two wrestling romance it's novels. It's not called Broken Hearts. And there's... No, it's got, it's got Cauliflower in the name, which I thought was a very unromantic name. About the years. Yeah. You're going to move forward when you say that. <laughs> I was, you're in the Cauliflower Ear Club, aren't you? I am, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been president. <laughs> to kind of tie this back to wrestling, it's much more akin to my love of soap opera than it is to my love of romance fiction. So soap opera is a form that repeatedly evades closure. It doesn't want to end. Like Bold and the Beautiful has been going since 1987. Days of Our Lives has been going since 1965. It's kind of like comics in that sense. Batman's been going since 1939 and he's still kicking around being Bruce Wayne. And I, I'm so proud of myself for this. I totally predicted what was going to happen in that match to my friend Katie beforehand. And I was exactly right. And it was because you couldn't come out of that match with a satisfactory winner. Both Slex and Brooksy were so beloved that if one won, it would always be bittersweet. It would always be disappointing. The only way it could end would be for someone to fuck it up. And I... For a heel to get involved. Yeah. And I kind of suspected it would be Dowie because he came second in the brawl. Yeah. I thought maybe it might be Gino, but uh, I, was, I picked Dowie and I was so proud because I was oh, right. Damn. And I have never shut up about it since. <laughs> uh, I'm impressed that you picked Dowie because he's been the ultimate good guy uh, for the last forever. Yeah. And smiling. I, well, maybe yeah. it's because I don't have that context that but I was been, more willing to make that call. But even for the last nine months, it's super Dowie. He kisses babies and yeah. shakes hands. See, and... here's one of my favorites and it's purely because of the cat thing. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> lovely. Um. I'm big. I'm big cat guy. But translates well. to supervillain. Like, what supervillain doesn't have a cat? And so what supervillain? What supervillain isn't upset because he is the ultimate good guy, but the crowd don't see it. Yeah, so and he's actually, justified. One, one in... of the things I loved about it is that it was really weirdly respectful in a strange way. He was like, "That match was great. They're both great. They're incredible wrestlers. You're terrible, but they're great." And it was just really nice, like workplace camaraderie in there. In a strange way. My favourite part was when he turned to Slex as if, Slex, you should be happy that I did this. <laughs> <laughs> and he was shocked when Slex was upset that he'd ruined yeah. the match because Slex was about to lose. Actually, yeah, I, I thought, I think I predicted it with a slightly different nuance. I thought it would kind of, taking Slex out of it, I thought it would lead to a big kind of Brooksy Dowie feud and I don't think that looks like the direction that they're going. But uh, who knows? It just opens up a lot of, a lot of stories to tell uh, and a lot of matches because Dowie as a heel against the whole babyface roster now, he's plus he trains all of the rookies. So any rookie, Ooh, that I come, didn't know that. any go. rookie that comes in, there's an automatic feud because their coach is a bad guy. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's so exciting in narrative terms. Yeah. We, um, as wrestling fans, obviously people tend to laugh at us and stuff like that. Oh, not me. Do you, do you have the same, uh, experiences with soap opera? People yeah, look, I roll I'm, their eyes and stuff. I am used to this. So I am an academic uh, as well as being an author. I study popular culture. My two areas of interest are uh, representations of love in popular culture. So I study romance novels. I study soap opera. I study The Bachelor. I study 
don't even come at me about The Bachelor or there'll be trouble. We're recording on a Tuesday because we can't record at the same time as The Bachelor or we can't have Jodie. I have to write about it. about it. Yeah. I'm missing Survivor. I'm, I'm going to watch it on Didn't the wrestler get already home. get eliminated? Yeah, no, maybe. but there's a yeah. former wrestling trainee from Perth who's still in. And looking for Ella Brandy's still there, isn't she? Pia well, Miranda? He was teaching Pia how to elbow Pia drop was, yeah. last night. <laughs> and she was doing them well too. Yeah, she oh, was nice. definitely getting the, the gap between. Yeah. Yeah. The sand helps. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. In answer to your question, I am super used to people coming at me over my academic areas of interest. I came up in a history department, which was very male dominated. Uh, and yeah, people did not take kindly to the things that I study. I've had to defend my profession over and over again. The amount of times I've had, oh, you're so smart. Why are you studying those trashy books? Uh, when are you going to write a real book, Jody? I get this all Tough. the time. And so probably the meanest thing anyone said to me about professional wrestling is that like, oh, that's a little off brand for you. Too many men in that for you normally. And I was like, hmm, I did kind of get into it for the female wrestlers. And they were like, oh, but it is a soap opera, isn't it? No wonder you're into yeah. it. And then it, it just takes them a minute. They're like, nah, makes sense. There we go. Yeah. We're, um, I know that uh, it's usually like a, a joke of like most wrestling fans don't get the opportunity to date. But when we do, it's like a third date before a fourth date before you reveal like, oh, yeah, I, I watch wrestling. <laughs> I still and have you trail a time off. We watch it in the car. Yeah. How does that work uh, even? No, that's a joke. It's a joke. No, My kids not. know now. So. <laughs> when did you have to have that sit down reveal moment? Actually, they, the kids can't... think it's a bit juvenile for them. Yeah. So it's dad that uh, watches yeah, it. Yeah, like, oh, dad, aren't you going to grow up? And like, you dress like Harry Potter. Calm down. You'd be right. Being extremely and passionately, enthusiastically interested in lowbrow culture is basically my brand now. And <laughs> people know not to say these things to me because they know, like I've, academia is 95% arguing. And so I'm very good at winning those arguments. Your kids got a trip to Japan. No, they didn't. No, I went on my own. Oh, did you? Well, they didn't want to come because I was only going for the wrestling. Oh, goodness me. So now I have to go back again. Well, that'll be so sad for you. Yeah, exactly. My heart's yeah, Japan, really bleeding. what a horrible bleeding. country. No, yeah. <laughs> they come out wrong. <laughs> so you've only watched one form of wrestling promotion in MCW? Yeah. I mean, apart from my vague flirtation with WWE, I do currently very, very vaguely follow the women in WWE. Don't give a shit about the men. Oh, that was but, fantastic um, today. Yeah. I I got involved in that, like, kind of got emotionally involved in the kind of rise of Becky Lynch storyline. Yeah. And also because... I am a romance scholar. I am very interested in the Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch romance, more so the reactions to it than the romance itself. I'm really intrigued by the claims that they have no chemistry because uh, they're like dating. So how does that even work? And it's made me think about what chemistry is. And I'm totally going to write an academic paper about this at some time. I've got a theory that it's some people with the chemistry on screen because they try to, everyone wants to keep that little part of themselves of their personal romance because it isn't, it isn't the public's; it's yours. So you hold a part of it back, and that's probably contributing to the to the lack of chemistry on screen. I mean, maybe also the script is bad. Well, the script is bad. Yeah, hundred percent. The script is bad. <laughs> so my question is going to be in regards to going and viewing other promotions, mm -hmm. and the fact that you may see wrestlers cross on cross promotions, yeah. playing a different sort of 
character role to what you may have seen them before. You'd be able to deal with that. I could deal with it, but I'd get confused. Do you know how many questions I would have? My normal question threads would look like nothing in comparison. There would be novels worth of questions. Have you considered Wrestle Rock? Uh, Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, goodness me. It starts at like 10 p.m. and I'm a grandma, you know? Yes, I know, but Wrestle Rock is... Yeah, it's a universe of its own. Dowie's a completely different character at WrestleRock. The thing that's put me off, actually, it looks like a really blokey pub and I don't want to get murdered. No, no, no. Uh, no it's no, the no, corn no. hotel. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a blokey pub. Oh, good to know. Uh, definitely a lot of women go to WrestleRock. And all the wrestlers that aren't on the card are at are there as well, yeah. yeah. It's good fun. Good uh, the know. other thing you need to consider, I think, is underworld wrestling. Ooh, uh, ooh tell me about that. That our, sounds supernatural. Well, a lot of Armenian vampires. The Amish. <laughs> Armenian no vampires. and Amish are not the same thing. <laughs> well, underworld is on Amazon. At the um, so you, you intriguing. So, so if like regular MCW is kind of bold and the beautiful in that there's no supernatural, is Underworld sort of like passion? This is it's more underground, under secret underground fight club. <laughs> um, that's run by an evil cult leader. Oh, okay, no, I'm in. You had me at evil cult leader called Lord Mark Williamson, who's a very good friend of ours. He is, and actually, you would be very wise to tune into one of our other podcasts called Cinephiles Assemble. It's only one episode deep at the moment. It's only one episode deep. New one coming shortly. That was all done about Marvel superheroes. Oh, intriguing. Intriguing. Um, Yeah. So uh, they've had one season and it's on Amazon. And yeah, we were going to talk about it in the second half of the show because they've got um, a lot of new streaming deals overseas. So it's doing its worst in Australia compared to the rest of the world. But their shows are always a lot of fun. I'll watch anything that has an evil cult leader in it. I'm very easy to please. Well, at their finale, they were selling Kool-Aid um, <laughs> with vodka at the bar. That's a little really bit nice, bad yeah. taste. Which was <laughs> bad taste, but geez, Tasted it was good. fun. And he resurrected. Uh... He brought someone back to life, yes. <laughs> yeah. So oh, there was middle a, of the re- a reanimation. Reanimation. That sounds amazing. Yes, oh, was, I'm actually. in. I'm in. We'll let you know when the next one is. Yeah, we'll, we'll please do. Take along with our guest. Season sure. two. Does it... Does your love of wrestling now translate to the possibility of you going overseas and watching? Uh, Probably not on purpose for wrestling, but I travel a lot for work. I am constantly within Australia on book tours. So if uh, ever I was like about and there was a wrestling show, I would certainly consider going. I travel to the States quite often for academic conferences. I could drag so many people along with me and they would not yeah. be very happy with me, but <laughs> I would be, surprised. be happy. Yeah. Oh, some of the oddest people in my life have been like, oh, can I come to the wrestling with you, Jody?" And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like I'm bringing a friend of mine in October who's a playwright. Uh, oh, this and, is going to be amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. We were talking to Anna Ashley a few weeks ago at the possibility of um, a wrestling musical. We think that would be fantastic. Yes, we, yeah, and she's yeah. a she's the backstage announcer at MCW, yeah, yeah, yeah. but she's also um, she's an actor and she's got some really good film credits and she's a musical theatre aficionado. Look, you need anyone to write the book for that. I'm actually really good at rhyme. All right, Anna, <laughs> if you're listening. Well, there could be another... And I have obviously writing credits under my, bo- my belt. I've written there three books. There could be another project that you could be get involved with as well. I'm intrigued. Very secret at the moment. We'll tell you a bit more about it later. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. He's talking Off air. About. You're doing that weird voice, Tony. Well, I mean, sure. because I'm thinking as I talk. Right, <laughs> you yeah. didn't want to. You didn't <laughs> want to slip up. So it's obviously not. As anyone who regularly listens to the show knows, it's very rare that Tony thinks and talks. <laughs> <laughs> I can do two things at once. No, but you rarely think before no. you talk. Chew go and walk. I can do. I mean, congratulations? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> 
I'll tell you what, I did Google this um, wrestling romance novel, Cauliflower Heart. Cauliflower oh. Heart. Is it Heart, H-E-A-R-T or H? No, she spelt it properly, um, but it is by Diana Hart, who was the daughter of Stu, and she's married to wrestlers. She was, she was married to... The British Bulldog? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I remember the reason I stumbled, well, A, I was looking for wrestling romance novels because that's what I do when I'm interested in something is I'm like, oh, is there romance fiction of this? I've discovered some very strange corners of the romance world. But um, it was the cover. It's got a really like 80s, almost Fabio style cover, which like romance fiction does not do anymore. H-A-R dot zero seven five in the Dewey Decimal System. What? What? In the library. Yeah, that's where you'll find it. And the guy on the <laughs> cover looks a bit like Dowie James. <laughs> No. Maybe he's been time traveling. Oh, no, it's not from the 80s. It just looks like it's from the 80s. Yeah, look, this is not a visual medium, but it yeah. looks a little bit like Dowie a, James. We're yeah. going to have to get these we'll up on social media. Look, I will yeah. read it and report back. It is on my Kindle. I bought it. Um, <laughs> it's only got two ratings, so not many people have bought it. Well, I can't. I probably would have heard of it earlier if it had been any good. I'm pretty plugged into what's happening in the romance fiction world. Um, now, wrestling fans love over explaining things to new people and I know that there was a bit of mansplaining going on at a couple of shows. Yeah. Now before you mansplaining for those people who don't understand. <laughs> Tony, you don't have to mansplain mansplaining. Okay. Yeah. People know. Please don't mansplain mansplaining to me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so mansplaining for the uninitiated is when Men explain things to women, assuming that women don't understand what they're talking about. So I've had lots of things mansplained to me in my life. Uh, what my books are about, the subject of my PhD, um, uh, the structure of a rom-com, what Mills and Boone is. I'm one of Australia's leading expert on, experts on Mills and Boone, so that was a fun one. Um, why Fifty Shades of Grey is popular, like Basically, oh, soap opera. I've had that. Someone mansplained why Fifty Grey Shades of Grey is popular to me. Um, (laughs) That'd be handy. I mean, I could tell you, but it would take a long time because it's a very very boring story. Actually, it's more to do with like snowball marketing and the publishing industry more so than like. Better explained over a bottle of wine. It's just popular because it's popular. Uh, yeah, it's got a weird, it's the publishing industry in 2011 through 2013 was doing some weird things. These Twilight fan fiction sites started making their own publishing houses. It got picked up, but it was already really popular. It was weird. It was a strange story. So, but there must be some sort of correlation, I would think, between the fantasies uh, and, the, and the readers of Fifty Shades of Grey and wrestling fans. Oh, look, maybe. Uh, to me, people who would read Fifty Shades of Grey are people who sort of, underground, you know, they want that romance, they want that steamy, all that sort of stuff. But they don't tell anyone that they actually read it. They do it in the privacy of their own bedroom. I don't know. When the movie came out, my uh, Facebook timeline was full of former school uh, yeah. mates <laughs> that were tweeted, that were happy to say they were going to see but, it. But wrestling, not many people would say that they go to the wrestling. Except me, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's a romance author in the US called Rose Lerner, who's a brilliant romance author. And she actually did an episode of one of the most famous romance podcasts, which is called... Smart Podcast Trashy Books. It's the podcast of the website Smart Bitches Trashy Books. And she talked a lot. She loves WWE. And she talked a lot about pro wrestling and romance in that podcast. And she said one thing which I will never forget. She said that professional wrestling is inherently kinky because it's people consensually hurting each other. And (laughs) I I had to stop and think about that for a minute. But I was like, hmm, not wrong. Not wrong. It's a good point. Consensual hurt. Oh, So the... the I know that two shows in a row, there was two shows in a row in particular where by just chance, the same 
individual is sitting yeah. next to you. And these, are you buying set seats? Uh, no. No. I mean, like, I've kind of worked out where I prefer to so sit So he's now. gone towards, he's found you then. Yeah. Second time. He probably thought yeah. you had a connection. He knew yeah. you were enjoying his mansplaining. I haven't seen you up on the balcony yet. Well, I mean, I'll, uh, we'll talk to Mikey next week. Yeah, we'll oh, <laughs> please, I'd love that. I would feel so fancy. Yeah, no, this uh, is a fancy place. But yeah, no, just if I think I have proven through my Twitter that if I want to know something, I will ask. Do not explain something to me if I haven't asked the question first. He was literally like leaning across into my personal space. And so being it was manspreading like, and mansplaining. Yeah. Look, I think he was intending to be kind, but I did not appreciate it. And he was like, oh, that's what that is. And I'd been to a few shows by then. And I was like, I know. I know what that is. <laughs> oh, so you weren't even asking the question. He no. was just offering the answer. Yeah, so I was talking that's to essential, my... Oh, okay. That's an essential component. Yeah. It's not, for mansplaining. it's not mansplaining if I've asked the question. So, like, a lot of people have... I ask lots of questions about wrestling on Twitter. Lots of people, mostly men, have answered them. I appreciate that. I asked a question. But if I'm just sitting there, in this case, talking to my pal, and someone is like, oh, that's what that is, it's like, no, no, no. no. Don't, okay. don't do that. That's not cool. I often find the mansplainer's incorrect in his information as well. Oh, I mean, I couldn't tell you with the wrestling because I was aggressively not listening. But, uh... <laughs> Traditionally, when people have mansplained things to me, e.g. the subject of my own books, they have tended to be more wrong than I am on that subject. Do you ever find yourself yelling at either the TV or at a live event thinking and, and saying that that's not the way the story should be? Oh, like always. I'm trying to remember if it's happened with MCW. Uh, probably, no, because Chris yeah. Fresh is really good. He is. No, he's great. <laughs> yeah. Chris Very good. I mean, probably Fantastic. my greatest point of narrative frustration is I always want more women's matches because, I mean, I, I'm really there for the women. I like watching the men, but the first show that really hooked me was that first uh, girl show oh, that I went so to, good. which was, the I think, the week after Endgame last year. And so yes. I went to Endgame. I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. And I went to that show and I was like, fuck, yes, I am in. These women are superheroes. And I, I'm really excited that they're introducing the women's belt because I think that will give so many more opportunities to tell stories with continuity. Because when it was just they're all kind of fighting to see who is the best, it's yeah. like, oh, what does that prove? But when you've got the very technical storytelling term, a MacGuffin there that people are fighting over, that immediately gives stakes to your narrative. There's something that I tell my first year creative writing students. Yeah, what and was um, that word? We call it a wrestling prop. It's, well, no, no, there's something we also call it stakes, though, because yeah. we call it the stake, stakes is a really important storytelling, yeah. especially with a, a contest. Why mm. are people content, con in a contest? I just want to know what the word is. So I can a MacGuffin. So it's, it's not actually a now. formal academic word. It comes from the website. I think it comes from TV tropes, you know, and it applies to any kind of narrative. Like Lord of the Rings is a MacGuffin story because it's all about the ring. The ring itself, not that important. What's happening around the ring is important, but the ring is the motivator for all the narrative action. Like... Lots of quest stories and MacGuffin stories because they're off to find the thing and the thing raises the narrative stakes. And now the women have got the thing. They've got the MacGuffin and so the stakes are going to go up. Please don't take this disparaging in any way, but you could be the smartest person we've ever had on this podcast. Oh, it's not disparaging to her. Thank you. No, good. <laughs> Just to every other guest we've ever had. Well, I didn't want to think that I was taking the piss because I'm mean, not. But... I have a PhD in English. I do, like, it's my job to understand how this works. I probably but I don't yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. The the beauty of having the title means that the ability to tell multiple stories in the women's division now exists because you always have the title story. Yeah. But then you can have the secondary story as well because to, to build contenders. So there'll be 
more ability to have more women's matches on the yeah. card. And oh, that's all I want because I think they're incredible. Well, two nights of MCW nine. There's four matches. Gu- guaranteed seven. Ma- uh, there's going to be at least four because there's eight women, so there's going to be at least minimum four. Well, minimum no, no. Then seven. You got seven. Minimum seven matches. Because there's the yeah, quarterfinals yeah, exactly. and the semis yeah, and the exactly. finals. Yeah, there's seven, yeah. seven women's matches. So, um, At least. At least. If there's more, I'll be so happy. There won't be more, I don't think. Because well, they'll run out of people. They're, they're going to run out of people. Yeah. But um, All right. So who do we see taking out the women's title? Oh, I've got so many mixed opinions on this. I... Don't think I can predict this in the way that a I totally predicted Dowie was going to run in and ruin that match, and I also <laughs> predicted that Brooksy was going to win the ballroom brawl, and I was very smug about that too. Especially because most of Australia didn't know he was in the country. Well, see, I don't really follow the social media <laughs> that much, and I was like, he hasn't been around for a while. This would be a good opportunity for a return. You must have heard our podcast. We we said exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's definitely devouring wrestling podcasts. Yes. Uh, I've listened to a couple, mostly when go. people tell me I'm mentioned on them because I'm very vain. Um, and it's really wild to me that people enjoy my terrible opinions. So the way I see it, there are kind of four potential directions they could go in terms of winners. My heart says Kellyanne. Yeah, I that's that would be my pick. Yeah. Uh, Built the division. Yeah. And, I mean, I have only a very loose grasp on the history, but I picked that up. My head says Avery because I think she's a phenomenal storyteller and just some of the high-flying shit she does, God, she's a superhero. Uh, And I think there's a, like, she's got rivalries with Kellyanne and with Indy Hartwell and now with Steph Delander that I think could be really, really compelling. What I would do, I don't know if she's going to be in the tournament, but I would... I would plot it so Indy Hartwell took the title. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. I we? don't think we, she's yeah. going to be around. Yeah. I think she's gone. I, c- um, I couldn't tell whether that was a bit or not. Yeah, Do you know where uh, she's gone yet? Have we actually heard it? No, I mean, there's a lot of chatter everyone's guessing. Yeah. I've got my own ideas, but I'm not going to say it. It's just, I'll say it off air. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, I've got reasons for thinking certain places. Other people have got reasons. But we're all speculating, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she's going to be successful wherever she goes because she's got an amazing look and she's got the ability to, as a natural heel that just draws immense heat from the crowd, which is the hardest thing to do is to be a, it is. To be a piece of shit heel. See, because was, everyone wants to be a cool heel. There's nothing cool about Indy's character. She's mean. Well, I didn't pick up that she was a heel for a long time. I just thought she was confident. And I was like, I love this. I love you. You're awesome. Yes. Impressive. I'm on board. And then I was like, oh, no, people don't like her. What's, oh, no, no what's wrong? me cheering in the corner usually. <laughs> no, I love her. And it's wild to me that people don't love her. Like My girlfriend incessantly messages her on Instagram, loves her. <laughs> she, oh, she's incredible. And so just say she was here and she wasn't elsewhere. That's what I would do if I was crafting the story, particularly because she took that loss to Steph Delanda and she's had a couple of disappointments. Uh, it would be a real, like, rise from the ashes kind of storyline. And maybe even have her, like, not in the tournament, come out last minute, like, surprise entry. I think that could be really cool. The fourth option is Steph Delanda and have a heel victory. Uh, I would be less convinced of that happening, I think, because it's the belt you need a real heroic storyline. Yeah, for the first one. Yeah. But I do think that the money in wrestling is in the chase. So um, a heel champion will draw more money than a babyface champion traditionally because we all will go every week. Remember, Gina was the men's champion. And everyone was so desperate 
to see Gino lose that title. I have never forgotten that show where Slex beat him and how the roof just lifted off the theatre. It was incredible. Yeah, and then there was, a, I mean, there was so many other times where he nearly lost and the crowd mm. were losing their shit over a two count. And <laughs> um, I do think the money's in the chase, but I agree with you that that first tournament, yeah. you want a happy ending. Yeah. And then maybe Steph Delander becomes like the primary rival, like, and then there's like a big rivalry set up there, which would work particularly well if Indy Hartwell had the belt. Uh, but yeah, head says Avery, heart says Kellyanne. Not willing to commit to what I actually think at this point. Yeah, and the, I mean, we've got so many great, great women that are going to be in the tournament. I love Lux. I love what Lux do. Are they the ones that drink the tea? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love their little skit they did. That was awesome. Yeah, so they've been doing a lot of that online. So Lux's creativity with their promos is as good as anyone in Australia oh, has ever done. Yeah, second that, that Border Patrol one was just <laughs> amazing. I killed myself yeah. laughing. Yeah, yeah, there's been a couple of other ones as well where they're just – they're such creative girls. And they're only – one of them's a year in the business and the other one's probably a year and a half, two years in. So yeah. their upside is bigger than anybody's. Yeah. I mean, they'd be a hard sell for champion just because there's two of them. Like, yes, how do you make that work? They've done it in PWA before where they had um, – they had – two women that were sharing the belt because they had a draw in a match. and oh, that's nice. And they were sharing the belt, but if one of – they'd just come and cheat for each other. I believe, that's actually very sweet. I that's believe awesome. Jess, I love Jess that. Jess Troy was one of the girls oh, in that team. Because if one of them lost it, they would lose, yeah. both lose it. So yeah. What a beautiful story about female friendship. Yeah, I'm so, on board. Lux could pull that off too. And I know, but that was Charlie Evans and um, Jessica Troy that were doing that. And Jessica Troy's as good a wrestler, male or female, as we've got in the country. Yeah. So is Kellyanne. Yeah, definitely. Um, my heart is on Kellyanne just for that yeah. feel-good moment. Like you said, she did yeah. build the division mm. early on. I've been going five or six years now. so Also, she's like time coming. vaguely supernatural, and I respect that so deeply. I love, <laughs> I love her love entrance. That. I love her entrance as well. Oh, you know someone special is coming out. And, I mean, the first time I saw her, I was I got that persona immediately. Sometimes wrestlers will come out, and I'm like, I, I don't know what that is. You know, what what would you call that? But with her, I was like, yes, I know what that is. I love it. That cannonball's the best cannonball in the country. It looks it looks like it hurts. Yeah, definitely. So it's a testament to the strength of it as a finishing move that I know what it's called. Because <laughs> I don't know the names of any wrestling moves, except Spinebuster because of Richie Taylor because he yells it. Oh, uh, Brainbuster. Oh, brain I don't buster. even know the name of that, that one. There's another Brainbuster. But um, Avery's finish is called Daddy Issues. Is it? No yes. way. <laughs> Because my favourite ever piece of commentary was when she won a match and Anna Ashley said, well, it's the first time I've ever seen someone win with daddy issues. <laughs> That's delightful. That, that makes cool. me very happy. You've been delightful too. It's been so great having you in here today and getting oh, your thoughts and opinions on what's happening in the world of wrestling. Oh, thank you for being interested in my very uninformed takes. If people want to follow you on socials, how can they do that? So I'm on Twitter at Jody MCA, J-O-D-I-M-C-A, spelt the ADCP way. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Jodie McAllister. That's McAllister, M-C-A-L-I-S-T-E-R. Also, you can buy my books. They're in all bookstores. Uh, Valentine, my first book, actually snuck into bestseller lists this week because of the Melbourne Writers Festival, which I'm bragging about because I'm very excited. Um, but, yeah, I'm very easily Googleable. 
actually brought one of your books the other day, but then I realised that it was Jodie Picoult. No, she's definitely not. No, I... So you didn't buy one of the books. No, yeah. I thought but I did, but... I love... I just saw Jodie and I thought, oh, I'll grab that. I'll have a read. She's already got a lot of money. On. You yeah, don't need to buy her. Yeah, she's But I love Jodie Picoult, and can I tell you why? It's because she's so good at burns. Like, someone yeah. asked her once who her least favourite author was, and she said... Nicholas Sparks, because I've met him. <laughs> and also, I really hate Nicholas Sparks, so that made me very happy. Well, we've met you and we don't hate you. Oh, we thank you. you. Thank you so much for coming on board. We really do appreciate it. My pleasure. And we look forward to seeing your tweets again after the next uh, MCW they'll, 9. They'll be so confused, probably. it would be two nights in a row of tweets. Yeah, yeah we'll be too. I'll be having so many opinions. <laughs> Jody McAllister joining us here on The Turnbuckle. Part two of the show here on the Turnbuckle is the name. Thanks for joining us. Becky Lynch's music brings us in to the show. Great interview with Jodie McAllister. Boy, she was fun. Yeah, it was it's really nice to hear different perspectives of, of story and things like that, which I really enjoyed. Um, having someone a lot a lot smarter than us in the room can, oh, be, can be quite daunting. I said times. it before. She's the smartest person we've probably had on the program. Yeah, you Definitely yeah. smarter than Dowie yeah. James. What? Well, now he's not on the run sheet this week. No, Tony. he's not. But I just want to, and this has been bugging me all week, and I really want to get it off my chest. Just how unprofessional I think he was at the end of that show. At the end I, of the show, why? Well, just the way that he was slagging off at fans and stuff. I mean, having been a promoter in this industry in the past, and I know it was a long time ago, and, and all that sort of stuff. The one thing you have, and the one constant that you have, is the fans that come through the door and pay you wage. Tony, can we move on? No, like. No, I think he's got a lot of he's got a lot of explaining's not the right word. I, I would actually like to see Dowie James give an apology, <laughs> and I know we're not going to get it. I know we're not going to get it, but in some form, I would like to just see him say, right. "I'm sorry, I went over the top." You think he's a little out of line? Without a doubt. All right, Tony, you can get down up from up on your high horse. Um, Ric Flair is up <laughs> on his high horse at the moment as well. Uh, so, <laughs> so in WWE. Uh, yeah, just trademark. That's interesting. I, uh, he's been using the man. He hasn't been know, using since the 1981. Man. He, to beat the man, you got to be, beat the man. You got to beat the man. Yeah. That's not him calling himself the man. You know, he's the. So does that mean nature that I boy. He stole the nature boy. So does that mean that like, I can't actually call myself the best announcer there ever was, is and will be? No, you, well, because you're we, not. <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah, he's gone in there. Obviously, he just wants a payday. He must have tax issues he's again. Always, he's always, he's always. Probably, well, he's, yeah. got a, he's got a wedding coming up, hasn't he? No, he's, no, he's already married. Oh, but he's married he, why does he do? What he he might every, have a divorce coming up. Why does yeah, he, he's do always he, got one of them. Why does he do what he does every other time and just borrow it off Vince? Well, I think I'm that's sure what he. Happen. He he went. You know, TMZ reported he went to WWE to try and do it privately. So he maybe he was had the handout. And obviously it backfired. And well, apparently yeah. Charlotte's furious. Well, she's in a it's terrible a, a position. She's at, she's at the top of the card, and her dad's you know he's he's making an ass of himself because of his poor choices in life. <laughs> poor choices. Yeah, poor. Yeah, in the poor house. I, don't know. I mean, they were fun choices. Yeah. Doesn't Conrad have enough money? You could just spot him some money. Mm. You definitely, and then. Aren't you meant to look it after It is his father-in-law. father-in-law. Yeah. Bloody hell, Conrad. 
tight ass. Yeah. He didn't steal the AEW belt and sell it or something, did he? Conrad? No. no. Well, Ric Flair. Flair. Well, that was was Repo Man, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. was, Yeah, a couple of those are funny. Nice to see that um, the Repo Man uh, gimmick we put up as was used on Botchamania's new episode. Yeah, you know, if the guy uh, Matthew does uh, listen to the podcast, Tony (laughs) will be a regular on Botchamania. Yes, every week. (laughs) It would be, but yeah, it was nice to see a logo on the Botchamania episode this week. Oh, was it? I didn't see that. Yes, it was. Yeah, you didn't see it because you don't watch any wrestling. No, no. Well, unless you, unless, unless he's in a nice, comfy yeah. chair in a balcony, he's, <laughs> swinging, uh, swinging my fist. Yeah, or it's in that's Chicago. When I, oh yes, that's right. I'm going there in November. Yeah, I yeah. thought I'd get it in there before he did. Uh, Monday Night Raw, boys. What did you think of it? Uh, wrestling heavy this week, wasn't it? Yeah, there was um, a lot of wrestling this week, which was good, and there were some good matches in Madison Square. Back in Madison Square Garden, um, there was a, a tag match with Becky and. Charlotte versus Bailey and Sasha Banks. That was really, really fun match. Um, Grand Metalik and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio had a really good match, which was fun. It was good to see Grand Metalik actually get to work. Yeah, it's it. I know over the last few weeks, the wrestling matches have been given a bit more time. Normally, Raw gets in and out with their matches just to tell their stories to lead to pay per views, but. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it this week. You know, and obviously seeing Stone Cold at, back in Madison yeah. Square Garden, that was actually a, you know some goosebumps there for some of the stuff. And even after Raw, you know, uh, on their on their website they released the post Raw stuff where oh, AJ AJ come back out and he he gets stunned him again after having a beer with him. Yeah, I, might just, see, I might see him in Chicago. Yeah, well, yeah, they might use right. him a little bit more now that this well, perceived war is coming on. Obviously, they they know AEW is going to be a wrestling centric uh, promotion, so maybe they're you know nice um, to see the War Raiders used um, in a proper match, not a not a jobber match. Although I have found their jobber matches quite fun. Well, yeah, so it just shows that they can wrestle, and yeah, maybe next week go another jobber match and. You know, yeah. you just got to mix it up, you know, so it doesn't seem so um, by the numbers. Same-ish, yeah. Yeah, some of the shows. So oh, I've been enjoying it. We spoke about it the other day, five or six weeks. It's been good. It's been good, you know, now that they're going into longer matches. And, and NXT starts up in a couple of weeks. So um, yes. it's going to be a feast of wrestling. You might have to start watching some so that we don't have to watch everything. No, well, I might. And I'll definitely watch NXT. I'll be happy oh, I was going to take that one. I was no, going to no, give no, you main but, event. But I want to know what's leading up to... Uh, oh, it's all about you. Yeah. I already Chicago? said... I already got that bit in, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to take over. That's three times now. I'll see how many times <laughs> I can do it. Uh, WWE Clash of the Champions. Yeah, pay-per-view this weekend. Yeah, it felt like it come around quick, actually. Um, yeah, should be good. Get home from work on uh, Monday. How many times they say every championship's got to be defended? How many times is our truth going to have to defend his? Uh, is that basketball player still got it? No, truth got it back. He, he did get it back. Yeah. Okay, the basketball, right. so basketball player former From the Celtics, former um, New York Knicks player who's now at the Celtics was in the ring giving a speech about New York. Truth came out pinned, um, and then the basketball player turned heel. By taking off his tracksuit top and showing a Celtics oh, top, nice. and then uh, Truth got the roll up for the baby face pop, nice. and out he went. It was it was fun. That was prior to Raw starting. Yankees yeah. knocked off the uh, Red Sox today, five zero. 
That was a good. Uh, uh, that's your other podcast, Tony. No, 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 no Yes, you are. <laughs> boring, boring. Stuff. Well, you were talking about Celtics and Knicks, so I just yeah, sort of went along that theme. That's what? part of Raw. That's like saying... <laughs> You're just giving the sports results of the like day. Saying, that's like saying, um, if I'm talking about soccer, you giving netball scores and saying it was the same theme. Well, only if a soccer team owned a netball team, it would be relevant. He does have a baseball hoodie on at the minute. The Knicks don't own... What about the only person not wearing a wrestling T-shirt? God, I don't know. How many podcasts have you I've done today? I've only got a Jake's T T-shirt, and I don't think I'm allowed to wear that anymore. Of course you're allowed to wear it. Am I? Yeah. Whatever you want. Oh. You've got a Wrestle Rock T-shirt as well? I have got a Wrestle Rock T-shirt now. You're right. Uh, Underworld Wrestling. Yeah, Underworld. Uh, doing some very strong numbers on Amazon. Not necessarily where you would think they would be strong. No, they're doing um, big numbers in the US, I know. And they're also doing really good numbers in, I think, Italy and Spain and the UK. Um, and they're about to go on to Amazon in France, Germany, and Japan. And I know. Is it commentary in English or has it been translated? I think into... it's been Google translated. Apparently, it's very funny, the Spanish one. Is that with the closed captions and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think we've seen some screenshots it a couple of months ago. I know that oh, yes, we did yeah. Just, yeah, Spanish um, they're about to enter another streaming service in India, which could be wow. worth a great deal. Wow. Um, if, that, if, that, if that picks up in India, that's, yeah. that's huge. I believe wrestling's huge in Armenia. Mm, no, that's I, a vampire right, thing. No, it's a, and it was Amish, and it's definitely not huge there. <laughs> the Mennonites are not into it. Yeah, no, no, so it's good. You know, look, every taping we've went to, we've had fun. You know, well, she obviously... You know, has a lot more fun than us. He drinks a lot more. Yes, um, which is encouraged at show at the Underworld show. Hmm. I, honestly, I get encouraged most places that I go. Yeah, self encouragement is a thing. Last time I wasn't drinking, and then you brought me a drink to where I was standing. What? That's just a natural habit. I go get a bottle of water and a beer for Welshy. That's it's involuntary. Anyway, great news that they're doing well. Yeah, and um, hopefully there's more of it. Yeah, hopefully season two gets announced soon. I want yes. to go back to another taping. In the wake of Nyla Rose qualifying for the AW Women's title match, guys, uh, what should wrestling promotions do to prevent bigotry? Was, was it WSW did the the stuff, or was it PCW? It was out at that venue, and they... It was at a World Series Wrestling show, but it's a PCW announcement. Yeah, so the Friday night was bad, and then the Saturday night, they had the, the thing... Up. Yeah, the sign-up, you know, basically, you know... Don't be a dick, essentially. Progress in the UK started it. Just don't be a dick. Have fun, but don't be a dick. I know MCW uh, run a, with all thing. the talent with the, uh, yeah, the notice the boards. Thing, yeah, in front of, right, you yeah, know, yeah. Basically, respect. I, but I Nyla, don't understand Nyla Rose it. is breaking down so many barriers. Yeah. Um, and the bigotry online, a lot of it. So there's, it's hard to do anything about it. But faceless people. It's usually people saying things like... Um, all of a sudden, they're, they're worried about women's rights, about having um, a transgender athlete wrestling against women. But it's not a real sport. Like So clearly, it's just people's bigotry. They're looking for a reason yeah, to be course. a bigot. Yeah. Um, they're trying to justify... She's a point of difference in that division. She's a powerhouse athlete um, and a natural, like, a natural heel. Um, and the storytelling elements that they're going to be able to to do with Nyla Rose, enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy the story. Enjoy the ride. Um, and I hope I see more of it. 
Yeah, I don't understand. It's uh, I hate saying it's 2019, but Jesus. You get yeah. horse in the throat saying it sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't even understand why it is an issue. I feel we like shouldn't even be talking about it. That's, you, you know, it's, you know. Not oh. a lot of the bigotry comes from, Austra- like Australian wrestling Twitter is f- pretty respectful, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you're going to get, you get pockets of idiots at shows occasionally. Um, but mostly I think the promoters here do a good job, especially the big promotions. Um, well, you had a promotion a couple of months ago, guys, with a transgender wrestler. What was it like? It was an um, it was an MCW show, yeah. and it was a it was one of the girl shows. Yep. And the crowd were crazy for, yeah, for her, crazy for Candy Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had her on the show. She's a great athlete. Yeah. It I don't weird. see it as an issue. So. Yeah. Uh, Rev Pro in the UK boys had an incident on the weekend that's pretty much blown up online with a wrestler assaulting a referee. Uh, he didn't wear suspenders, did he? No. Well, no. <laughs> so what what happened for anyone who doesn't know is at the end of the match, um, the wrestler was meant to kick out. Yeah. And he didn't. So the ref counted three, which otherwise he looks like, the ref looks like an idiot. Better call it as a shoot. So the wrestlers made the mistake. And then one of the wrestlers in the team, which was Shah, Shah Samuels, he, he gave the he gave a really soft, gentle soft body, body slam. slam. It was a soft body slam. He looked after him. Um, potentially, the ref was concerned because he didn't know it was coming. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, that's not the end of the world. the The other guy, um, Josh Bowden, Bowden, um, yeah, he stiffed him the, on the dragged outside. the ref out of the ring and. Laid in, beat the shit out of him, basically, and yeah, um, he blacked out. He didn't remember. So he was a guy that didn't kick out. He was a guy. That yeah, he was one who fucked up, yeah. and then he's embarrassed, obviously. Crazy. So he's attacked the poor ref. The ref's retired now. He says, "Yeah, his injuries are worse in his shoulder into his well, neck." Some and psychological injuries. I'd as be well. crazy, especially if you're not expecting it. Different if you. Well, he's a yeah. small guy compared to yeah to the guy yeah. who's beating him up as well. You're not expecting it. And the reason you could tell it wasn't a work is because the ref was—you could see him struggling underneath, trying to get out. From yeah, and then at the end, he's cow—it's—it's it's horrible footage, actually. Um, and I didn't look. Rev Pro now have made a statement, but their initial state statement wasn't good enough. Yeah, well, they're basically not sweeping under the cover. Just like, oh, it's well, a non-issue. It's fine. It. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just trying to move on really quickly. And then because of the way they handled it, when they did put out a proper statement. They've been thrown under the bus by Bowden, who's shown screenshots of the promoter saying that he's got his back. Yeah. So it's a, such a messy situation. I, you know, people are online saying, oh, it's okay, he's a trained wrestler. Yeah, but if he doesn't know it's coming. Yeah, correct. And he's not part of the angle because it's not an angle. Well, and someone punching yeah. you in the face, um, shoot punching you in yeah, the face. Yeah, that, that's no matter if you're yeah. a trained wrestler. But, but even, with, even with the, um, you know, the well-protected body slam, he didn't know that was coming. You know, and does that wrestler know? Maybe he's already got a sore shoulder. You know? Yeah, I think and, that's more shock than actual yeah. pain. But definitely the second... The second I just like, think it's, it's totally unprofessional. The second act is the one that yeah. is unforgivable, and I don't see Bowden getting booked anywhere. Um, I saw someone asking, um, I think it was Progress, who Pete Dunn's going to be wrestling at his next show, <laughs> and um, and he wrote, hopefully Bowden. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And, and you know, Bowden called... Pete Dunn a pussy and, you know, they had a bit of back and forth about, oh, Pete Dunn's not happy. You know, he, he said he's beaten up plenty of refs in his time. It was, that was, but it's that an was angle. Work yeah, that's shoot. fine. You know, so, oh, it's just a whole messy situation and, you 
Not good. No, yeah, it's a, no, you don't see. Look, thankfully, we don't see much of it anymore. But in the old days, that sort of stuff happened yeah. a lot. Well, the, but that's why it stands out so much when things yeah. like this happen, like when Sexy Star shot on. I forget who it was. Um, was it? Oh, I can't even. The Impact wrestler. Yep, um, Rosemary. Yeah, that that was bad as well. But yeah, Shah Samuels is now backtracking. He's apologised properly and said he's learned from his mistake. But Bowden, he's doubled he's down. Persona non gratis, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Starting to see some uh, matches coming alive for MCW9 and also PC, uh, PWA Coliseum. And sales are pretty good for both those promotions as well. Yeah, so... Big tournament promotions. We're really looking forward to... We're going to both of those shows. So um, I'd suggest, yeah, ticket sales are really strong. So get in now. Yeah, and there's still some more announcements. Is there three more people for the Coliseum to be announced? Yeah, and you the know? Coliseum tournaments, I think there's two more, but that tournament's looking really strong. They announced uh, Chris Basso, yes, who we've seen have some fantastic matches in World Series Wrestling, um, and the guys in Adelaide get to see him have fantastic matches all the time. It's going to be nice to see him. Yeah, oh, I'm looking forward to it, you know. More wrestling, the better, Tony. Four shows in two weekends. Can't complain with that. So. Speaking of wrestling up in Sydney, uh, one of our favourite non-wrestling shows, but it's about wrestling because it's a, uh, a trivia about wrestling. It's called WrestleBrainia. Jeff from WrestleBrainia joins us on the line to have a chat about it. G'day, Jeff. How are you? No problems. No problems. Very happy to have a quick yarn about WrestleBrainia before I head off to Sydney next week with the show. Now, the shows in Sydney, how are they coming along? Uh, how are they oh, coming, coming together? Along. Oh, they're coming together very, very nicely, thanks to the PWA crew. They've uh, they've been very helpful, as have the wrestlers themselves. I know, I know, Concrete and Fudge are very excited about it, as are as are Maddie and Bonza, and uh, they were actually up there on on the radio talking it up the other night. And we've also got uh, on social Jordan and JT together, as well uh, on the Saturday, as well as uh, Jimmy Townsend and. Um, and one other guy whose name eludes me at the moment. Sorry, I've just gotten in. But it's going to be a great, uh, three great shows. And we've got one more talent announcement, which is huge. And there's going to be an extra comedian on each each side on the Sunday afternoon. Um, and, you know, it, it's coming along really nicely. The guys have got their special subjects ready. So I hope they're reading because the questions are really difficult. I've chosen some really tough ones this year. And there's, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be rowdy and loud as always, as, as only WrestleMania can be. Um, we, we just, just to let you guys know, we've had Jimmy Havoc on the show, so you can imagine that, uh, what, what that, what that, uh, that left us in tatters for a year. So yeah, we've had, <laughs> so uh, we finally, Jimmy, we've had Jimmy Havoc on the show as well, and uh, yes, the show has been. Lyle's never since. been the same. Never. No, I <laughs> learnt some words. Definitely <laughs> learnt some words. Oh yeah, so did. And we lived so in our audience. Sorry? Uh, I said, and we lived in Werribee, and we still learned some words. Oh, yeah. That's the amazing thing about it. Uh, for those that are in, uneducated, uh, tell us what a WrestleBrainia show is. WrestleBrainia is, it, it's spicks and, specs, spicks and Specs with suplexes. So basically, it's the, the, the format of Spicks and Specs, but it's all about pro wrestling. Because let's face it, pro wrestling is awesome. And pro wrestling is a lot of fun. And everyone knows a little bit about pro wrestling. Uh, but we, we, what we like to do is we like to test the wrestler's knowledge. We like to test those who do this for a living and see exactly how much they know about pro wrestling. And it really, really is a lot of fun. We bring together comics and wrestlers 
uh, as well as some personalities, and everybody has a great time, and everybody has a great laugh. Not everyone agrees with uh, with some of the questions and some of the answers, but it's it's the best you can do at that moment, and it's the best you can do at that time. And it goes completely off the rails and gets completely silly, and that is part of the joy of WrestleBrainia. Yeah, no two shows are the same. They're always new. They're always different. Every show we work on is different from the last one and is going to be different from the next one. It's not only different because of the personalities, but there are different questions each time as well. And where, uh, where are the shows being held in Sydney? The show's going to be held at the King's Cross Comedy Club on Friday the 20th. Uh, that's a nighttime show, and we're calling that a bit of a, bit of a special adult show. Then you can, you can bring the, the teenagers. We don't want the young kids but we, because it, it, is, it is a pub, of course. So but you can bring the working, teenagers along. Working a bit blue at that one. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but but bring the teenagers along on the twentieth and twenty first and twenty uh, first and twenty second. I apologise, and they'll have a great time as well. And of course, um, you know, the whole reason for WrestleMania is, as I say, wrestling's awesome. Everybody everybody loves it, and everybody that comes loves it and is passionate about it. And the audience get rowdy and and cheer and boo and and have a great time, and they they yell at they yell at the people asking the questions and. And they, they butt in and they, they, they make it a lot of fun as well. And sometimes the best parts are when the audience know the answers to the questions and, and the, the panels are just looking out there going, I've got no, I've got no idea. So, yeah, it brings a lot of fun. Definitely sounds like a show that's well suited for the Rooty Hill RSL <laughs> and the showroom. We're not, we're not quite going there yet. But I, I imagine, I imagine at some point we might, we might, we might wind up there. But I think, I think King's Cross is also, uh, is also quite, quite a suitable home for oh, for WrestleBrainia, right, considering its uh, history. And where can people get tickets? Uh, tickets are available now on the Sydney Fringe website. Just look up Wrestle or WrestleBrainia, and you can just, you can just get them. They're going to be, I think they're going to be uh, available right up to the night. So uh, I don't think, I mean, they've, they've been selling quite well, but. There'll still be a few available. I'm, I'm sure we'll put some on the door. And they're pretty cheap. They'll also, they'll also be available at the venue, of course. Do they have the bourbon and beefsteak still in King's Cross, I wonder? Mate, I've got no idea. <laughs> it's not there. That's, that's, that's where Ricky Ponting got. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. come on, Tony. No, it was a great pub. I'm sure yeah, it was. I, well, the, uh, the King's Cross Comedy Club is, is in a terrific pub there. And, uh, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love to see Sydney turn out in, in massive numbers and join us and, and have a great time. Uh, as I said, it's, uh, there's, there's some favourites from PWA who are going to uh, show up and, and uh, like the fades on page on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well, as you guys have done. And, um, yeah, everyone in Melbourne loves WrestleBrainia, so um, it's a really good opportunity up in Sydney to, to come and see what it's all about and get involved and... Um, if it's successful, you'll get to see more of it. The, no one will go now. You, now that you've just said that everyone in Melbourne loves it, everyone in Sydney will say, I'll stuff that. We hate it down here in Melbourne. It's they, a shock and shock. They could go they in spite to love it more than us. Yeah, well, you know, ideally ideally, it's a show we'd like to, to carry back there a couple of times a year. If, uh, if the demand is there and, and people come out and enjoy the show, then, you know, we'd, we'd like to, to have it back for a weekend here and there. Throughout the year, and uh, and you know, keep keep working with with PWA and, and some other people up there, and as we do with MCW down here. Excellent. Now, it's great to see uh, wrestling shows, uh, wrestling organisations uh, expand outside the box and embracing the yeah, embracing stuff outside the box. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, that's what it's about. A lot of those guys have amazing personalities and are really funny. Like, like look at Matty Warburg. He's, he's just, he's terrific and he's hilarious. And uh, something like this just appeals to his, his sensibilities quite well. Same with, same with someone like Lockie Hendricks and, and some of those people who, who, from Melbourne who just love it as well. Wish you all the best up there in Sydney, Jeff, and uh, we'll catch you again shortly. Thank you very much, fellas. Uh, keep listening to the podcast too, folks. Oh, yeah, that you. goes without yeah. saying, people. Yeah, exactly. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, fellas. There you go, Jeff from WrestleBrainia joining us. Make sure you catch that show up in Sydney over the next uh, couple of weeks' time. It's up there in October. Sorry? It's up there in October. WrestleBrainia? No, September 21st and 22nd. We're there in October for Were you listening? Yeah, you, yeah. We just spoke to him, Tony. <laughs> Do you reckon I was listening? <laughs> no. Well, you're never listening. You don't listen to us when we're talking. <laughs> Upcoming shows, Friday, September the 13th, EPW have a showcase of their training school in Perth called Under Pressure with Gavin McGavin taking on Damien Slater. That'd be a great match. Very good. Cheap tickets too. Mm. Uh, PCW in Fertry Gully present Ignition Wrestling Go in Sydney present New World Borderlands. If you're promoting your show, not much on. But there you go. There's a couple of great shows around if you want to catch them. If you're promoting your show, please get in contact with us and we'll let the people know where to find you. You can jump on board at my podcast house uh, on the website or on the turnbuckle. If you've got an idea for a podcast too, we'd love to hear from you as well. Um, yeah, it's a bit of an off-season for wrestling in September. Yeah, AFL and NRL finals. Finals, yeah. You know, up the tough draw. Try to compete. Tough draw. Did you, when you were a promoter, Tony, did you run against the AFL? No. No? Right. Smarter than it. Only ran four shows. Then I got run out of town. Run out of town. Not holding the bag. Not far enough. It looks like ran off with a lot of money. No, no, no. no. I ran off with no money. <laughs> Negative, <laughs> money. Negative, Negative money. Negative money. <laughs> Best way to make a small fortune is to start off in wrestling with a big fortune. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big guest next week. You popped yourself then, didn't you, Tony? <laughs> got a big, big guest next week. Only because I got it right. Uh, who we got? We've got the owner of MCW. Who? Oh, Mikey J. Yes, Mikey J is coming out in. Of to, here. To, but I'm not here. That's why he's coming in. He what? said that with Tony not here. Yeah, because you had to apologise to him the other week. You, um... No, no, you had to apologise to everyone oh, the other, who works yeah. for him. Chris Fresh. Yeah. No, I, well, I apologise to Darryl. And I expect Darryl to apologise. What, to you? Well, I said that? No, Personal. not to me, to the fans. No. It's all about the fans. Listen to the fans, Dowie. Catch we'll you see next you week. next week. Yeah, look forward to it. I won't be here. Uh, look forward to you won't be here. On the turnbuckle, mypodcasthouse.com. We'll, I'll catch you in two weeks. The boys will be here next week with Mikey J from MCW.